Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. To fix or not to fix, that is the question. What does that sound like? Sounds like Shakespeare. It does, doesn't it? So we thought we'd be clever this time. So this show is all about what things in your home, whether you're living in it or whether you're going to be putting it on the market, what things do you actually need to handle? Repair, fix, maintain, update, upgrade. So we're going to talk about that today in our show about how to decide what to fix. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And together with several other amazing team members, I'm going to say amazing because they all have so much expertise and ability to really answer these questions and navigate this conversation about where does it make sense to spend your money? Yeah, this is a question I get, I want to say daily, maybe weekly is more accurate, but very, very often. Mm -hmm. um, from different sellers and people who are wanting to sell their home saying, you know, what should I do? Uh, where should I put my money? Where should I put my time? You know, what should I be doing to get this home ready for sale so I can get the most money in my pocket at the end of the day? Right. And that is the question I get asked at every, I'm going to say every, all but maybe one in a hundred seller consultations. When I go out to see a client about considering selling or they've already decided they're going to sell depending on where they are in the journey because we're willing to connect with people regardless of where they are because often the question is well I'm thinking of selling in three to five years not three to five months three to five months it's probably a great time to have us in as well and yet a lot of people want to connect with us like three to five years in advance because it could be a big item that they're going do I put the pool in I'd really like a pool Right. So do I put that in? Do I put an above ground in? Do I put an in ground in? What do I do? And that's going to be a question that we will answer as we work through the show. And so that and so many others you want to know well in advance. Now, there is a, may I tell you the truth? Well, actually, you're going to get it anyway, right? Because this is Yetta and this is Ryan. So that question, may I tell you the truth? is you, you, I'm sure you're saying to yourself, well, of course you can tell me the truth. Well, often we think we want the truth, often, and yet we don't always want to hear it. So the risk with these questions about what to fix and what not to fix, to fix or not to fix is the question, to update or not to update, that's the question. And yet when we are asked that question, which really is daily, at least for me, mm -hmm. and it really is, is for you as well, right? Yeah. And when that question's asked, you think you want the answer? And I would say some of my clients really do want the answer. They are prepared for it. They are braced. And I can say it nicely. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. There's no, if you don't do this, your house is going to fall down around mm -hmm. you. And yet, what we have seen happen repeatedly over the years, repeatedly over the past 30 years, is that as much as you think you want to hear all that, it gives you the impression that we don't like your house. Right. Which isn't the truth at all. Not at all. Yeah, that's actually not the truth. And yet it is such a... Um, 
If I could say there's one thing I have challenged, I've been challenged with in the last 30 years in the real estate industry is how to navigate that question. Mm -hmm. What to fix, what not to fix. What do you like, what don't you like? Well, first, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. It's not about what I like or what I don't like. Yeah. It's not about what Ryan likes or Ryan doesn't like. Because frankly, we probably love your home. And you're asking us a question from an expertise perspective, from a knowledge perspective, from having been with thousands of buyers and in tens of thousands of homes. Mm -hmm. I did the math a little while ago and I forget how many tens of thousands of homes it is that we've each been in. And it's a lot. And so our experience with those buyers tells us what they're willing to put up with and what is a rule they're not willing to put up with. And that's from the vantage point that we're answering your question. Mm -hmm. Never from what Yetta likes or what Yetta doesn't like, because frankly, unless I get to live with you, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Unless you get to move in with them. Does anybody ever let you move in with them? Uh, they would, but... <laughs> your wife wouldn't like that? She wouldn't like that. She wouldn't like that. I have had clients move in with me. Now they got to like what I like because they got to deal with that. Um, really, that's a very different question, though. So what do you fix? What don't you fix? So this is a candid show. This is a show that you're not necessarily going to like everything we say. Right. So this has been a show that I'm actually a little, I've been trepidatious about creating this mm -hmm. show. Yeah. And I'm going to break it down a little bit deeper. Okay. So there's two different questions. People are like, mm. what do you like about my house? What do you not? You know, what should be fixed? What shouldn't? And that's mm. kind of two questions. So I break it down for people. And that is, how are we going to stage your house? And what needs to get fixed? Mm -hmm. Right? And it's not what needs to. That's too strong language. Because if you don't have the resources to do it, you can't do it. Right. And resources means either money, yep. time. Yep. It it really is usually a combination of those two yeah. things because if you have enough money, somebody else can do it. It can be done really, really quick. Yeah. If you have loads of time on your hands and you want to build some sweat equity and you don't have a lot of resources, well, then time will handle the money conversation for the most part. Right. And, and the fixes that we would generally recommend are those things that are going to give you a positive mm -hmm. return on investment. So that means you're going to invest X number of dollars, and you're going to get more than that back. There are a lot of updates that folks do that we come to see their homes, and they've already done it, and they're so proud, and they're excited, and they're thrilled. And I have to do all I can to contain the look on my face because and my body energy and all that shifting because I'm just seeing the dollars that have been spent that won't give a return. Right. That are actually going to be a detriment. And sometimes it's to the point that the money has been spent, not only has it not leveled out, it actually takes away from the value of the home. Mm -hmm. So money spent, not invested. And yet if you don't know the answer to those questions, then how do you figure it out? So we're going to risk it, risk a lot mm -hmm. here today, actually, to dig down into some of the thoughts. And here's the disclaimer, another disclaimer, so many disclaimers today is it actually depends. It depends on so many things. Mm -hmm. Like what price point is your property in? Where is it located? What do people in that community from a buyer perspective, if they're buying there, expect from a home? Yeah, and what are they willing to pay? And what are they willing yeah. to pay? It doesn't make sense to put, you know, gold countertops in a, you know, a condo where they're selling for 200000 
Right. Because you're just never going to recoup. Now, in a gold counters, you probably will never recoup. Right. So that's maybe a bad example. How about granite? Yeah. And most of them, granite's not that big of a deal anymore. No, I know it's expected. In many places, it's expected. Yeah. And not all. Um, But usually, yeah. It's hard to say usually. You really got to look at the unit, the building, the area in order to have a strong conversation on, I think you should do this. I think you shouldn't. Right. So if you don't want to be somebody that has me restraining a look or Ryan restraining a look, then call us when you're wondering about it. You can even email us a question and just say, my home is, you know, assessed at this because everybody gets a tax assessment. So you know ballpark what the tax assessment is. That doesn't mean that that's exactly where it's going to sell. Sometimes they sell for a couple hundred thousand more. Sometimes they sell for less. It just depends on the price point in the neighborhood and how well the assessment is done. However, in a modest home or an average home in Ottawa that's, you know, either side of 400000 they're usually pretty close. Mm-hmm. They're within 10%. And within 10% certainly gives us the ability to give you a answer if you're not ready to have us into your home, if you're just thinking, yeah, I'm just not ready for that yet. Please don't come see. And I do have this question. I am wondering about this. If that's what this show sparks, then go ahead and email us. Um, I think the email is info at decorteam.com. I know it is. Info at decorteam.com. That's probably the best one to use. So I was kind of thinking, what's the best email address? And that's it. In the subject, just say, need your perspective on what to fix. Or you could actually even be clever and say, to fix or not to fix. That is the question. And if you put that in the subject, we'll read through, find what you're asking about, and then we will send you that answer or pick up the phone. Because here's the other thing. Another disclaimer is so many questions are asked by email today or by text. I'll have a client send me a question, say, should I do this? Which one of these two should I choose? And many of those things are subjective. They're, they're not those concrete, objective, carte blanche, yes, do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because even if you say to me, my kitchen's older, it's 25 years old, should I replace it? Maybe. And maybe what you want to do is a facelift. Maybe what you want to do is nothing. Because maybe when that kitchen was installed 25 years ago, it was already progressive for its time, so it still lends itself to being sold quite well today. Mm-hmm. Or another time there's a 10-year-old ki- kitchen, and somebody says, should I replace it? And I go, well, No. And then I see it and I go, well, yeah, that one would be really good to replace because it was actually already outdated when it was selected 10 years ago. Or it was a really cheap one that's now broken or chipped or, right. and it just doesn't look nice. So there's, it's not all about style. Style certainly helps when you're selling. It's also about strength and condition as well. Yeah, you, you know, and I'm sure you're thinking this yourself right now. What has made the style so much more of a point of concern or point of consideration, something to think about? And it is all them TV shows. Yeah, you know, I don't watch them. You got to know I've seen one of each, and that was good for me because they have really, for the most part, sensationalized what can be done, how much it can be done for. And what is actually necessary in the market. And it's given a false expectation of what a buyer should be walking into. If you're buying a resale home, you're actually purchasing a resale home. Somebody else's dream. 
And now you want to take that and make it your own. So is there money you're going to spend? Probably a little bit. Now, the flip side of that is you buy a brand new home and you go, that's my dream home. There is probably even more money to spend because it doesn't have fencing yet and the landscaping isn't completely done. And whether it's city or country, there are just so many additional expenses. Maybe you've had the builder finish a little bit of the basement and upgraded. Maybe you've upgraded some other items and maybe all that still to be done. So it may look sometimes like that a new build is less expensive because there's less to do. But the time you take into everything into consideration, often it's actually not the case. So you want to look at them one-on-one. So what to fix or what not to fix. So the first thing is think about maintenance and the timing of your maintenance. So I want to break this down a little bit deeper. So we had maintenance and then we had outdated or, you know, kind of kitchen repair, whatever you want to call that, bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so maintenance is a very different conversation. It is. It's not just about when you should do it. It's also about do you actually get a return for it or do you just not get a negative return for it? So it's a you might not get more money than the neighbor because your roof is new, but you probably um, won't lose the money that you would have been losing. So it's not... Yeah, it's, maintenance is such an important thing, and it has to get done. It's about timing that. And also, uh, like if shingles, let's say they're all curling, and you know you've got two years left. Well, when someone sees that, they're not going to see two years. No. They're going to see this house is falling apart. They're going to see zero years. No, they're going to see negative years. Well, true. That's they're actually not seeing right. zero. They're seeing negative. They're saying, okay, this person's not taking care of their house. So I need to pay less because there's other things that are breaking. And they may not think this consciously, but subconsciously the neurons or whatever it's called are just firing, saying, need a price reduction, need a price, maybe run, maybe don't. So those kind of maintenance things Mm. really scare people away. And so you may be losing money, a fair bit of money, just because the maintenance is deferred. Right. And I mean, if you've been out looking at houses and you've seen – Worn shingles. We'll stick with the shingle analogy yeah, for a moment because it really is an easy one. You've seen them, and the cost of replacing the shingles is, we'll say, $15,000. It could be less, it could be more. It depends on the yeah. pitch of your roof. It depends on whether you have some expertise or some buddies that come over and you've got a lower pitch roof and you can do it for 4000 yourself. Well, if it's a townhouse or something. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Or if it's a bigger high pitch roof and it's 40000 and depending on what material you use. So there is a huge range in mm-hmm. cost of replacing shingles. And yet, whatever you're going to put on, almost guaranteedly, if they are past due or really looking very worn, the buyer is going to add an estimate to the cost much higher than actual. Yeah. So usually it's an overinflated view of what the cost is. Mm-hmm. So you're actually better to take charge most of the t- most of the time and get it done. Get it done as economically as you can. Still a good quality roof. But that would be the time where you're probably not going to put a metal roof on. If you're going to be in the house another five or ten years, then putting a metal roof on may be really, really wise because now the shingles aren't coming near the end of their life when it's time for you to go sell. So you've done your maintenance that is a long-term maintenance solution and you've gotten the benefit of it for five or 10 or X number of years and now you still have another 20-year shingle. So 
whether it's five years old or zero years old or it's seven years old, if it's reasonable quality, it makes no difference in terms of the resale. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because you'd think people would say, okay, I've got, you know, 15 years, so obviously this is worth more than one that only has seven. But visually, mm -hmm. they look almost identical. Well, they do. So unless you know specifically what to look for, you would just know there's some years left. And, you know, we may only live here five years anyway, so seven years left on the shingles is great. Or 15 years is great. So people don't process the fact that, you know, if we say it's a $15,000 roof, divide that by 15 years, it's a thousand. They don't do that. It just <laughs> no, isn't done. Not generally. Not I mean, generally. I have, There's a, few, a, few. There's I a, have few. a few of my clients that are very detail-oriented that have their spreadsheet and have that right. all laid out. However, it would be the minority, not the majority. Because right. buying a home is primarily when it's the home you're going to live in. If we're talking investment property, there are lots of shows that we've already done on yeah. investment property, and that is a very different conversation. Yeah. Now we're going to give you a very different list of things to do. So this is really that home that you're living in or that home you want to move into or that home you want to sell. What do I do? What do I fix? What I don't? What don't I fix? Mm -hmm. And because when it's an investment property, it's just such a, it's much more of a number calculation. Yep. Rather than an emotional response. Now, not your first investment property. We I have found emotional that. is still important. Yeah. Because you're still going to be looking after the tenants. You still want to make sure they're happy. So yeah. people who invest in properties, not always, usually still have a connection to that home. Yeah. They're not saying, I think this place sucks, let's buy it. No. <laughs> Um, I wasn't suggesting so, that. So there's still an emotional, it's just not as emotional. Right. There's a lot more number crunching and making sure that financially this makes sense or why are we doing it? Because that's right. why we're doing it. Right. We're doing it for financial benefit for ourselves and our potentially family, our family. And, yeah. and sometimes we have quite a few clients that have actually purchased an investment property when they know somebody that needs to live in a rental property yes. and needs an investment property. So we help them match the investment property to that particular person, they'll usually stay for X number of years and then it's really functional later as well. So that's kind of cool. So with shingles, it really is how close to the end of its life are they Are they, and what amount of damage is being done mm -hmm. by not replacing them? Like, is there right. leakage that's going to happen? And now not only are you fixing the shingles, you're going to replace, I just sold a home to a client where Half the roof had been done when an addition had been done. The other half was beyond, beyond. I mean, it was terrible. And the concern, and we did reduce the price because not only did we need new shingles, we knew that we had to deal with some sheathing underneath. We could see that there had been some leakage underneath. Now we're dealing with some wall rot, some window rot. Like, it just is an exponential problem because mm -hmm. you do know that water is as damaging and almost more damaging than fire. Like fire and water are both horrendous to your home. And the reason water is so terrible is because you can't see it half the time. It's yeah. inside the walls. It's inside places that you can't come and find it yeah. easily. Well, it's the number one insurance claim yep. is water damage. So water damage from your roof, from your foundation, for bad grading. Mm. Um, I was in a house actually two days ago now. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, I went to the backyard and I said, your grading's ferocious. Like, it was just awful. Um, I'm like, what you happened? You said it that nicely? No. It was probably worse. Um, and no, I was really gentle with them. 
And I basically said, you know, how'd this happen? How do you not have water in the basement? And I guess they had stacked a whole bunch of heavy supplies there for the last 10 years, and it was just removed now. And I said, well, you need to fix that because now that that stuff's gone, the water's going to flow there. Your basement's going to flood. This needs to be done before winter. Um, they're not selling for, you know, quite some time. I said, this isn't about selling. Yeah. This is just about protecting your asset. Make sure you get your grading done. And grading is the number one reason why homes flood in Ottawa. Yes, it is. It is. Number one. Number one. So after this show, when you get home, I guess you're probably headed to work right now. When you get home, walk around your house and make sure your soil and your paving stones are sloping away from the house for the first two feet. If it's not, you want to remedy that. It's inexpensive. Um, a lot of people think they need to put gravel. Gravel actually filters the water down, so you want to use soil or earth of some kind because the water hits it and it slopes away from your house. Right. There's a little, yeah, <laughs> little side note. Well, that's actually probably, even if we stop the show here, wouldn't you say there's already value? So much value because grading truly is the number one issue around water penetration. Mm. So we're going to take it one step further because we're stuck on the outside with water right now. So if we don't oh, get water. past that, then you can send a request for a list of all the items that you want to go around and double check from a maintenance perspective. So you also want to get your downspouts away, far away from the foundation. I have a few that have fallen off just recently. So they need an expansion. Rain barrels are a great solution because now you're also conserving water. Right? Unless they overflow. So you gotta, you gotta have sure a, a drain. Right. There has to be a drain and there has to be, that has to be directed away from the house. So yeah. there's even, you know, water barrels are pretty big. And then there's that thought of being able to navigate that water away from your foundation too. So keeping water away from the foundation, even if it's waterproofed, I tell you, you throw enough water at something that's waterproofed, it ain't going to be waterproof forever. Well, yeah, especially in Canada. Because none of our stuff is waterproof. There's other countries you go around the world, they actually water. Like you could sit them in a foot of water and they're okay. In Canada, concrete's porous. That water is going to work its way through. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there's a rubber membrane yeah, on it. Even the if, membrane breaks down. It does. And even if it gets behind the membrane or it gets in by a window well or... There, there, well, water is just a big issue. So number one maintenance item is to go around your house, check for downspouts, check for grading, and that's yeah. just that the soil is sloping away. And then here's another funny, sort of funny. We plant our gardens against our foundation, mm-hmm. and then we water our foundation. Hmm. I have some of those, so those flowers don't get much water because... Why would I water my foundation? I'm asking for water to come in. Yeah. I'm asking for the sump pump to work harder if I'm living in the country. I'm asking for the sewer to have more risk of backing up because there's more flow and there's more debris potentially and all that sort of stuff. So I want to keep my water ideally away from my foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes? Enough said yeah. about water? Enough nope. said about nope. shingles? Nope. One more. Oh, my. So, so what's interesting about water and the reason I'm going to hit this one more time is when it comes in the house, um, one, it can do a lot of damage, but it can also leave a smell. Even Ooh. if there's no damage, the smell, Ooh. especially now with more sensitivities going around, there's people that walk mm-hmm. into a house and they have to walk out. And the owners don't think there's a problem. But because there's a little bit of mildew or a little bit of moisture in the basement, um, some people can't tolerate it. So you're cutting out 10% of the market just because of a little smell. And 
it's worse than that because there is a source of it somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you want to find that source. One of the things that we do that usually is um, one of those things that people aren't expecting. They're shocked by it. And that is we'll walk into the home and they'll go, what do you love? What do we need to do? And smell is, it's, it goes past our conscious thinking and our rational brain. So smell, actually, people react viscerally to it. Yeah. Right? Whether it's a Glade plug-in and they have an instant headache and they don't know why they have a headache or it's a damp smell. It is literally turn around, leave, or they may be polite and not say anything because it doesn't really affect them environmentally. And yet it is a problem. It costs the seller money in terms of the value of their home each and every time. I mean, short of if we're selling it for land value and it's a teardown, yeah. now that's a different conversation. But then it's still costing them the money because it's a teardown. If it wasn't a teardown, they'd have a lot more money. Maybe. Well, yeah. Because maybe the, the highest, we're uh, just right. selling a home right now where the highest value right. is actually the land without the house on it. That's true. Yeah. So there are times like that. And if that's you, well, that's fantastic. And that's the minority, not the majority. So you want to make sure that if there is a damp smell, and we encourage you any to smell. be open. Yeah, any smell. Any smell. Any um, smell. Even food smells. So with different, Ottawa is a very diverse cultural area. And so mm -hmm. there's certain foods that have a very strong smell. Um, and you might not smell them because you cook them all the time. That's right. You won't, actually, you won't. likely. But you'll want to ask your realtor or us, do we have a smell in our home? Right. And then there's maybe certain foods you shouldn't cook for a month, air out the house, you know, get that smell out of the house um, because mm -hmm. it's not normally something that's stuck in the walls. It's not like cat urine that you have to rip out the walls. It's more uh, just in the air, on mm -hmm. the surfaces. So a clean and some de-airing will normally help. Right. But that can be a $10,000 conversation. It can. We're not talking a 1000 We're talking tens of thousands when it comes to smell. In terms of how much somebody's prepared to pay less for your home than it's yeah. really worth. Yep. Smoke smell is another one. I mean, it's much less prevalent today because we have very few smokers yeah. relative to what there used to be. And yet, if you smoke inside or even in your garage, right next to the door, going into your mudroom, don't do it. Yeah. Like. Whatever you do, get a, get a air freshener, not like a plug-in, but like an air cleaner, or there are companies that do that. So you know what I've become really aware of? This was to fix or not to fix. We handled two. Actually, about, we handled three out of like about 20. 20. So we're going to do a second show. You'll catch that in a few weeks. I know that we're going to have to come back to it. And I trust that this is valuable to even just think about. So the three things that we've really brought to your attention that we're going to encourage you to think about is your grading, your water, where is it going? What's it doing around your foundation? What about my downspouts? Are they falling off? Are there trees growing in them? All of that sort of stuff. How do I get water away from my foundation and away from my house coming in through windows or any of that sort of stuff? So caulking is a piece of that. Yeah. And then also my shingles. What's going on with my shingles? What do I need to do there? And then number three, smells. What do I have to address in relation to a smell? And chances are you can't do it yourself. Let someone else do it for you. So thank you for just engaging in this and giving us the tolerance to only cover three. <laughs> and three is better than 
zero. And three, actually, I'm going to say is better than 20 because you can remember them all. So thanks for joining us on the Inside Track and moving forward to really the future home that you want. We're here to answer your questions and help you get there.